One, two, three. There, spot on. Perfect. So anyway, Brendan. Yeah. We're having our kitchen extended starting next week. <laughs> Why are you telling me? <laughs> you see, this is what we talk about on this podcast. It is exciting. We talk about this kind of shit on this podcast. And I thought that because we talk about collecting things and finding things and all this kind of stuff. And We've been packing up the kitchen, which means finding a whole ton of crap that we'd forgotten that we've got. Yeah. You know, I know Aaron's into, you know, packaging and old labels and, and stuff. We've found stuff, spice jars, right? Labels on spice jars. I don't think that we've seen these spice jars since 1983. <laughs> They've been at the back of the cupboard. <laughs> well, everyone has one of those kitchen drawers where, you know, stuff is in. We've got... um We've got a bag for the, our pegs when we put the washing out. And I think that carrier bag, it's just a carrier bag. I think we've had it for like 20 years, <laughs> which is, which is sad, you know, but there you go. It's, uh, it I was works. just amazed by spice jars again, not spice girls, spice jars. Cause who uses cardamom pods on any regular basis? Why do we have these things? Honestly, it's like Schwartz had just taken the piss. Someone uses them because they've got business selling them. So yeah. it's just ground fenugreek. Who has that? Don't even know what that is. I think people used to cook a lot more, you know, and they used to. I think they used to invent things a lot more, you know, uh, for their meals and stuff. You know, like we 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 go through this too. And in the couple things that we use in the house, you know, it's like before you know, it, it's like how you chart your life, like. This is eight years old. This stuff is eight years old. This, you know, I don't know, whatever, some kind of some kind of spice. And it's like, that's sad to me that we haven't used this thing in eight years. Is it still even good? But you know how fast, you know, like your life kind of whips by? That shit's scary to me to go through like the cupboard, you know, because it kind of like, I mean, how many times can you really say that? It's been 10 years or 20 years. You only get to say it a couple times and then you die, you know, <laughs> or something. I don't know. It's kind of freaky. Honestly, celery salt. Who uses it? Who uses celery no, salt? No, well, you know, well, they, you do use them occasionally. That's the thing, you know. So, I, I, I love, you know, it's one of my favourite times. I'm, I don't really cook, but um, I'm there in the kitchen helping uh, Lisa, and I'm good at cutting things. And that time is kind of precious. I never used to have that when I was working in Manchester. I'd get home at eight o'clock, and it was too late. And uh, now it's. Um, I love the I love the time we spend in the kitchen together because that's where we talk and stuff. It's good. Well, we're just going through this right now, but I, it just got me thinking. Schwartz are just completely taking the piss with all this. You, you don't need this, and they make them in such big jars that you can't possibly use them all ever. And Sherwoods, right? Sherwoods, they aren't much better. I was looking at their website the other day. Sherwoods, the sort of spice orient, whatever, all this stuff. Can you guess what their tagline is? Serve up some excitement. Yeah. So how much excitement can you have with a bit of black bean sauce? Well, I'll tell you what I did. Uh, I'm a kind of a, this, this was about as uh, risky as I get, maybe. Uh, when I, the, in a certain supermarket, their spices are all beautiful typography, but they've just got one letter on. So like P for whatever or T for turmeric or whatever. And I, I go into the supermarket and I make rude words out of them and then just walk away. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. You can make some pretty rude words as well. That reminds yeah. me of a, did It was you that did a talk years and years ago where you talked about programming computers in 
Curry's, this this the, the shop was, yeah. in Dixon's, yeah, and you'd you'd get the computers to say. I think everyone started out programming like that, just you know, dicking about, making rude words on the screen. You know, it's kind of it's what you did when you were fourteen. Or how old are you now? Forty-four. No, forty-nine. I'm fifty next year. And you're still doing it. Get paid for it now, though. That's, that's the good thing. So we dug up all this stuff and we just added to this pile of things that I think we just ought to sell. We need to do a car boot sale is what we need to do. And I just, I know that I have to do it, but just holy hell, I am not looking forward to doing it because <laughs> we've only done a couple in the past and they were really painful because, you know, people would come up and they give you 50p for something that you paid 50 quid for. And it's like, I don't really want to be doing this. <laughs> well, well, I guess Aaron knows on the other side of the, well, you don't call them car boots. You call them—is it junking? You go junking, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's that's the technical term. I have to say, when when I when I, when I go into these old, uh, um, you know, houses and then go into the kitchen, the spice the spice zone is always really fun because that uh, that old McCormick logo is incredible. And you know, there's just something so like like while, while I'm talking to you guys, I'm just doing a couple of quick searches, you know, and it's like you know to open up a cupboard and to see that big pile of stuff. There's so many lessons just in the spice zone. You know, mm. that's what's, what's so interesting to me is like all that stuff, you know, it's like I'll dump it out and then take the tin home. But, you know, I've kind of reached a point of like where I can't really fit anymore in around my shop. You know, it's kind of getting to that point. I, I'll never lose that. But, uh, you know, there's just something about like, God, go, you know, go. We, we needed, Lee was making stew and needed something, you know, updated because everything was so old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, to, uh, to go back, you know, and, and get something new. You know, it was just so sad. Like at the local, our little Safeway up by where I live, that's how shitty the, 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 and just kind of, um, like fast everything looked, you know, how, how, um, you know, and that's just the bigger, that's just the bigger metaphor of why I would ever go spend any time doing that stuff is just, there's so many great lessons of just simplicity, you know, and maybe it was naive and maybe it was sort of, it wasn't necessarily, con- it, but you know, it's considered in a different way, and yet we change these things to become more and more bionic, or more competitive, or more flashy, and it just—it's just, you know, it's just so refreshing to go and see when it just didn't, you know, I don't know how beautiful it was, you know, and the illustrations and stuff, and that's really my whole thing is just the the randomness. We were just in Berlin, and. Um, uh, we went to a yard sale, or excuse me, a big flea market called the Floor Market, and we went to this big flea market, you know, and like, you know, just, of course, you know, like, you know, I think it was like Turkish guys that were doing all the like, you know, like, you know, like, okay, there's no science to this shit in America, and there's definitely no science to it over in Germany, you know, and these Turkish guys I was going to battle with, you know, like just kind of like. You know, there's no price on anything. I lift it up and I say, the moment he sees that I'm interested, you know, everything was five euro, you know, and it was just like, shit, I forgot that, you know, that sort of golden rule is you just never pick up the thing that you want. You pick up something next to it, you know, and you get a quote (laughs) on that and then you kind of throw it down. You go, well, what about this thing next to it? And then they'll always say, you know, it's just amazing how like that just works like probably anywhere in the world, you know, sizing you up. You know, and something that has no value because, you know, these guys that are, from, you know, these Turk guys or whatever the hell in Germany and then all the, you know, all the guys over here who are going, all the stuff is just people died. You know, someone died. And then it's just sort of like parted out. 
and everything just goes into piles, you know, and then all the spice things go in the spice things and all the old, you know, signs and, you know, I don't know, cutlery and just everything. And then suddenly the only time it comes to life is when someone picks that thing up. Then the guy can make a sale, you know, and that's, that's frustrating to me because I know they got it for nothing. But, you know, there's also something that's kind of like, you know, I'm going to give life to it. And for the couple bucks I'm going to pay and the five and eight euros that some bitch made me pay when I was over there last week, you know, because they just they just got you, you know, Um, (laughs) you know, it's kind of like I'm going to get my value out of it. You know, there's something cool about that. I'm going to use it in some way. I'm going to be inspired by the colors or the forms or something or just going to enjoy it, you know, in a pile of stuff. You know, there's just something I don't know. There's something interesting about that. I, I just will never lose. My dad really kind of, you know, pounded that into us. You know, to sort of uh, appreciate uh, when, when things were a little different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's fun to arti- it's hard it's hard for me to sort of articulate it into something other than just a funny word, which is just junkin. You know, like going and yeah. looking for yeah. for dead shit. You know, and yeah. I think there's something so liberating about that. I think anywhere in the world. I don't know how that works. And you know, I was nervous to go in Europe because it's kind of like, well, at least for Germany's sake, like I had this feeling I'd only go back so far because. Well, everything kind of maybe was erased after the big war, you know, like they just don't want any reminders of that shit. But, you know, no, there was stuff and, you know, weird prices because, you know, here it goes back as far as they can basically make a sale on it. Yeah. I always wonder if like it's a little different like in, you know, France or something, you know, where they like, I don't know, like everything is is an antiquity and they understand it and they understand how to categorize it and put it, you know, put a number on it. You know, where it's still kind of wild west over here. You know, someone dies, <laughs> they part the whole place out, <laughs> and then you got me digging around on a Saturday. Yeah, I think I think you guys over there, you have a tradition more of like house sales and garage sales. I don't think over here we have like specific events like car boot sales, and you, and you go to a place where I think it less and maybe more so now, but. Uh, you never really, and Andy, correct me if I'm wrong here, I, I, but I, I didn't really know, was aware of people, you know, going into someone's house no. who might have died. We didn't. I don't think that's a tradition over here. No, I've been into people's houses and taken stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> unofficially. Yeah, but that's. Um, I don't think that's exactly what we're talking about. No. <laughs> I should, for our Turkish listeners who were in the audience, Turkish. Son of a bitches. I really ought to introduce, introduce the pair of you to our listeners. Cause this is the start of the official bit, right? The part, this is the part of the podcast. It would be if it was something as good as something on the BBC. My guests today are artist and designer lately listed in the drums digerati list oh, of yeah. the UK's most oh, influential designers. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan Dawes. Hello. And, of course, one of my design heroes, inventor of Field Notes, Portland's very own Aaron (laughs) Drablin. Yeah, hi. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that sounded pretty good, man. Everything sounds better with your accents, you guys. You know, everything. I mean, say something (laughs) to me like, you know, Aaron, hand me the toilet paper. Let me hear what that sounds like, because I bet it even sounds even better, you know? Or something like, I have a weird itch I can't reach. Say that. That's probably... Sounds sounds so uh, dynamic and and regal, you guys. Andy, I'll leave that one to you. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, it depends on whether you want me to sound posh in a radio announcer voice or whether you want it to say it like a Lancastrian, which I am. So I could say, could you pass me the toilet paper? Oh, yeah. See, that sounds good. You know, or <laughs> it sounds smart. Yeah. Or I could say, could you pass me the toilet paper? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a difference. Yeah. There's a difference between the Queen's English and, um, and Northerners English. Okay, and the next one I want you to say is, I've got this weird little sore on my side. Could you come over here and just... And there's a joke. Well, I'm not going to tell it on this thing because it's just so bad. But I mean, it's, it's a joke about... I wanna, I'm not going to say it because it's, it's one of my dad's jokes he used to tell. And it's just... I'm not going to... Yeah, it's just so bad. But it's all about... You know, it's, it's, it's basically when, when people start telling jokes and he would tell this joke to see how long he could keep people's interest, uh, attention... And you know the, the you're 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 racing up the mountain, up the mountain, up the mountain, and the crash is so hard. And that was one of my dad's, uh, you know, because it was a way to control a group, sort of. You know, I could say, "Have you had any crumpet lately?" Oh, I don't even know what that means. That's some sort of tea thing, right? Like biscuits or something. You could say that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the hell the. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm from, I'm I could from say USA. that to you. I'm from the USA. I could say, could you? Um, I could say, could you pass me a growler? Oh, I don't even know what that means. But listen, when all the paperwork comes through and we and we make the United Kingdom a state, then everything's going to be that much better. So we're working on. I'm going to get you guys a proper flag and currency and all that shit. Don't worry, we're working on it. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was. I've had everything written out, and now I just want to throw the notes away and just talk about shit for the rest of the hour. I'd just like to take a moment to thank Shopify for supporting us. Now, I know I've mentioned this before, but for years we avoided taking on e-commerce projects because, well, dealing with the technical issues was way less interesting than the creative work that we like to do. And recently, we've started working on e-commerce sites again, and the reason for that is Shopify. There are over 165,000 stores running on Shopify today. And that means that there's a lot of work out there for designers and developers who create and customize Shopify stores. And there's not only demand for Shopify-focused designers, because Shopify also helps designers and developers grow their businesses through the Shopify Partner Program. And it costs absolutely nothing to create a partner account, and you can open an unlimited number of test stores to try out the Shopify platform. Shopify offers its partners an enormous amount of free resources too, including newsletters, the Shopify blog, workshops, discussion forums, marketing materials, and advanced access to new features. And if that's not enough, Shopify have just released a book about how to grow your design or development business. And the book's called Grow, and it's got 11 chapters by industry experts about how to attract clients, draft contracts, close deals, and more. Even my contract killer gets a mention. You can now download a free copy of Grow, Click or tap the link in the show notes to get yours. That's unfinished.bz slash 111. And that's where you'll find the show notes. And that's Shopify. Thanks a lot. I watched your talk, at your tall tales from a large man talk at Smashing Conference. And, um, you know, I, I just love all that kind of retro history stuff. And particularly in the way that you in particular, I know, kind of find inspiration from things that are outside the computer screen, um, which I don't think too many people do. 
I don't think I don't think enough people do that. I think that there's quite a lot of kind of inward looking when it comes to design inspiration and not enough outward looking. Oh, sorry, the train's going. What was by. that? We got we got a train. There's <laughs> there's two rails on the ground and a big piece of, um, you know, this of course it goes by my big moment. You know, I listen. Let me just to all the listeners out there. First of all. I got no beef with the Turks, okay? Let's just get that one down. Because I know that, may, that might have sounded weird, but, you know, here's the deal is, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I just, you know, they're wonderful people. And uh, uh, wonderful deals they were cutting me in, in Germany last week. But, uh, no, the guy was terrible. He was terrible, and he just totally sized me up. But still, it's just one man. I'm one man and, and so on. But uh, first of all, second of all, uh, uh, I'm sorry, you guys, two weeks ago. I, I'm sorry I, I missed that. Um, it's uh, oddly symptomatic of um, how fast I've been going. And, uh, you know, since Brent, since I saw Brendan, that was pretty intense back then. And that's a couple years now. And um, I can't find time to call my mom, much less anything I've promised, you know, which would be, you know, coming on the side. I apologize for that. I, I, I you know, uh, or find time to go junk, you know, and go see things or really find time to think about what the hell I'm really doing and why I'm doing it, you know. So I, I want to apologize, you know, of course, to you guys. But, you know, it's 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 all it's all part of this mess that i've gotten myself into and it only keeps you know continues to get crazier and crazier um you guys know gary hustwit um, yeah. from the helvetica yeah so he was in the shop yesterday and that's something that's new in my life to have like these guys that are your heroes you know in your shop for a couple hours talking about what he's working on what i'm working on um a project we're gonna we're gonna get going on and it's in and it's something to do with one of his friends and i can't really talk about it. it's really really cool and you know i totally knew i'd say yes to it but it's just like you know that was a scary one, man, because like, you know, like I had to plan for it. He had to plan for it. And yet, you know, we pulled it off. And, and like when he left, like I was, I was kind of high, you know, because that guy, what he gets to touch and what he's touched has been really impressive to me. You know, the, the, yeah. the, the, those documentaries are just, you know, not to mention like just culturally really beautiful, but like, God, the design was beautiful all the way down to the titles, all the way down to the packaging, you know, you know what I mean? So I couldn't yeah. help but just slather him with stuff, you know? And, and, and it's just sort of like, God, it was just another one of these moments yesterday where it was like, you know, I, I still feel really like I'm still that person that feels bad that I missed this thing with you guys. Cause I just I had my, my numbers wrong, but like, you, you don't know, need to worry about that. Well, I, I know, but I, I guess it's just sort of like, you know, it's like to, to come on this thing and take a breather for an hour is, I guess that's what I'm trying to get at is like, it's, it's, you know, thanks for having me. And like, it's just fun to sit and bullshit because like you know, yesterday with, with Gary, it was a bit of a script, you know what I mean? And he totally just sensed that and knocked me down a peg and got me to just kind of talk about what I'm interested in. You know, it was really cool. And I think it was a break for him too. It's like, you know, here's a guy that like everything he touches just can turn into like, kind of like this successful, almost nightmare. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm starting to kind of feel a little bit of that stuff. I have to be careful. You know, I have to be careful what I say yes to because things are exploding. I know that Andrew, we talked a bunch about email, you know, mm. and how it can get ape shit and, and too fast and stuff. And like, you know, yesterday when they left, I was just like so excited, but also just like, Oh my God, they got to see like what a pile of shit I am. You know, well, what here's mean? the thing, right? I mean, I, I don't, don't care about missing the, the slot a couple of weeks ago because, you know, we're here now and I appreciate you, you know, spending the time. I'm, you know, I'm actually, I'm just throwing the script away for a minute. You know, I'm, 
I'm more worried about you, you know, because I know what it's like when things feel as if they're getting too much for you. You know, I think people have talked about burnout and stuff in the past, but I know, creative people, you know, you always want to be doing or at least feeling as if you're doing your best work and that you're at the top of the game. And when things start to snowball in the way that it sounds like they're snowballing for you, it can be, you know, it can be quite scary. You know, are you getting enough sleep? No, probably not. But you know, I'm, I'm as I, you know, I'm 41 years old. You know, I'm a certified man mountain. I need to get, you know, still get tinier and stuff. And it's just like, damn, man, like, I'm watching, you know, these opportunities come like, okay, I'm working on a book right now, right? So this morning I went through all my files from 1998 and 99 and updated all the old quark files and got them into PDFs for stuff I could place into this book, right? To show a spread from my college days. And I'm just like thinking like, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm seeing errors. I'm seeing, you know, uh, things I could totally change, but I left it all as it was. But I was looking at it and I was just like, man, that's been what, 16 years. And I remember how fast I was going then and how fast I'm going now. And, you know, I mean, maybe this, this, this podcast should be some sort of intervention from my, from my, you know, uh, sort of, uh, uh, hallowed elders here. You guys have been through this, you know, because every time I go around Jim Kudal, oh man, you know, I just take notes. I, that yeah. some bitch. That some bitch can talk, man. I, you know, he can. <laughs> Jesus, that guy. You know, I can't. And I can talk. You know that, Brendan. You know that you've yeah. been around it. I mean, me and Andy. You know, me, and, me and you were chewing the fat for a while there. Holy, I was selling you shit and stuff. Did those T-shirts make it to you? Actually, they did make it to me uh, two days ago. Thank did, you very did, much. That only took about nine weeks. Did that? Did they fit? Everything? Cool? Yeah. No, it, it came back in time for me to give one for my son's birthday. Oh, so uh, I was very pleased about that. Wonderful. Thank wonderful. Because you. you know, it, it's this weird thing where like everything's going faster, and like I've been warding off things, man. I got these. I got some turkey from New York, you know, and he'll he'll appreciate this. His initials are CV. He'll get appreciate. He'll appreciate that, you know. But uh, uh, you know he. This guy's freaking me out, man, because he's a TV guy. And he keeps coming after me and going, come on, let's make a show. You know, and every time he talks to me, it's just like, what haven't you done that you want to do with a film crew? This kind of shit, you know? And I just, I keep telling him these same little, like, kind of like, you know, hide and seek moments where I kind of say, man, until you go to your local sandwich place with the camera crew and then you leave and then you guys all go back to your lives. And I go back for that sandwich, and one of the kids goes, where the hell's your film crew, Draplin? That's when the shit sucks. I don't care how much money you made or how much you know fun it was to work for Adobe or whatever the hell I've you know have kind of ruined my life in town here, which is you know I'm very thankful for. Now, that's what I remind the guy of to kind of be human to him and say, you know, I don't know if I want to do any of that TV shit, man, because you know I got kids coming up to me now in airports just because of the videos they've seen of me, you know, and it's cool. <laughs> and I try to bring field notes or the idea that like at that smashing conference, not a lot of people knew what I did, which I really liked. I really liked. Cause then I had to go prove myself for my 40 minutes. You know what I mean? And I don't, you know, there was a, a little bit of a skip to my step because it was kind of like, you know, I can't really compete with those UX guys. And man, what a bunch of bastards they are, huh? Hold on. A second. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, Jesus. Have you been have you been on reality TV, Brendan? Would you would you pick up the would you go on reality TV? No, it, you know, it's funny you mention it because um I did a talk at, um for a, in front of a load of TV producers. It was a conference for TV producers. 
And I did my usual rubbish. And uh, and then I got an email, I think, a week later from uh, a production company who are uh, Firecracker TV, who make um, a big show over here. I don't think it's on at the moment, but my big, you know, big fat gypsy uh, wedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, good yeah. Stuff. So, so they make that. And they. this guy said to me, uh, it was really lovely, he said, have you ever thought about a career in TV? Because we're always pitching new ideas and we think we could make something together. Um, obviously not on the, on the gypsy line. They do lots of other, other things, but, um, you know, so, so yeah, we, we started talking and we're still, these things take, you know, years. Um, but we're still talking about doing something. Oh, wow. Um, so wow. yeah, well, who knows? I mean, they're, you know, they're talking to channel four or whoever, but, um, it probably never happened. Because, you know, there's lots of these conversations. But, uh, yeah, I think it's, you know, you just don't know who who's sat in the audience watching you and, go you know, and, and it could make take my career in a different place, maybe, or or maybe it won't. So, yeah, so I, I, <laughs> so I remember when I had the phone call with him and I came back downstairs and we took me and my wife just laughed for like 10 minutes. <laughs> it was like, because it was, it was ridiculous. You know, it's kind of, you know, but of course... These things happen all the time to lots of people. So, because um. the two of you, of course, you know, probably the most photogenic, certainly televisual uh, gentleman <laughs> that I can imagine seeing on my big screen. Yeah, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That's very nice. Yeah, I know you. You, you cut a nice uh, image, Andy, in your suits when you do your talks. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, you know, I would have probably done it at one stage. The more, um, the more sort of, I don't know, exposed you get, um, because of things that you write or speak about or whatever. And I don't do anywhere near as much as I used to do. Mm-hmm. The more that I did begin to feel, hang on, this is actually a bit of an intrusion. I mean, at one stage it did get to be quite silly. Um, and I would have people, you know, on the way to a conference, I'd have people asking me to sign a book at an airport and it just made me incredibly uncomfortable. I mean, it was nice and it probably made them feel uncomfortable. And you know, on one level, it was, it was nice, mm. but yeah, I, it, it is nice when people, you know, ask for that kind of stuff, but there is occasions where you're so tired, um, you know, and you, you've talked to people for three days solid. Um, and then you're, you, you are at the airport and someone spots you and you think, oh. Jesus. <laughs> and you have, you know, you have to be, you have to be nice, you know, cause, you know, and it's not their fault. You no, know, no, no. It's, uh, and it's, a, it's, it's a priv, you know, at the end of the day, it's a privilege, you know, so. I would go that route. I would say that's a small price that, you know, yeah, exactly. uh, that's a small price. Cause listen, when I see some numb nut that I recognize, that's like, it's on. It's on. <laughs> like they're, they're, they're working suddenly because I've been, you know, they made a bunch of cash and now I'm going to make them work just a little bit extra for it. I saw Stacy Keach in a hotel lobby. Oh, wow. But I tried to be reserved. I just did the, the Roger Moore thing. I just like raised an eyebrow in recognition. Oh, right, yeah. So you're just aware of each other. Yeah, yeah it's like, yeah, I know who you are, but I'm not going to intrude on your personal space. Aaron, have you got people working for you? Have you got like an assistant that can no, help you with a lot of this no, shit? No, no. In fact, right now as I'm figuring out spot colors from 19, well, from two, the year 2000 while we're talking here, it's embarrassing because there should be someone going through, and I, I call it picking the fly shit out of the pepper and uh, really splitting the hairs because, man, I think I, I might be there to have to to get someone to help me. But, you know, I've also had the kids sit here, you know, and have to stare at me 
you know, and then it was just like uncomfortable and it was, you know, it was weird. It was just weird to have someone waiting for me to give them the lead because the days that were lean, you know, I, I could barely get my own life figured out, you know, much less have to have some, you know, something for a kid. But I'm thinking for this summer, I'm just going to have to get someone in here because there's just a lot of little stuff that's like, you know, uh, it, it's a bit of a pride issue too because I like the idea of when I meet someone out there and they say, it is just you, right? And I say, well, yeah, you know, because it's not necessarily the 10 or 15 or 20 grand that you'd give to someone to do this to help you. It's more like I like being able to be the one that has to go find the time to clean his car, you know? Yeah. But think of it in, think of it another way. Think about what a fantastic opportunity you would be giving a young aspiring designer well, to I know. come and work with you for, you know, three, four months or whatever, or work with you as an assistant well, on this book project that sounds great. Or something. No, I mean, I, the, my mind just goes to, I want to sleep in more, you know, but it's just kind of like shit. I know, I know. I mean, it, it's got to happen because I'm just burning up a lot of time. I'm burning up a lot of time. Just, uh, you know, it's not, you know, I don't know. Like right now, you know, it's weird. Like I, I had these guys in Chicago that are, you know, offering me their help as like sort of agents, you know? And I got to tell you, it's like, it's kind of scary to me because, you know, I've been able to handle everything up to this kind of point. And I, and here's the deal. It's like when we were talking to Gary yesterday, there was something where I kind of told him where I said, I don't really, I'm not really concerned about what's next. Does that make sense? Because I got enough to chew on. I got enough to chew on and it's okay to just stop for a second and say, this is enough. This is enough. And and why do I need to continue to keep going farther? I mean, basically, I'm just going to slow everything down. Like, my merch alone is enough to make a killer living. The mer- Just my little funny little merch, that's enough. So why the hell do I need to go and try to invent, you know, the next thing? Because, you know, listen, I've had a lot of very well-meaning, smart people over the years come to me and say, hey – it's time for you to get a crew together because you could get bigger jobs and bigger things and bigger shit and really bigger problems, you know? Yeah, I think that's always yeah. been very intuitive to me to know that, like, uh, that's just not, you know, that's why I love Jim Kudal because Jim's always been able to kind of, you know, constantly just kind of, like, kind of sideswipe me and say, you know, it doesn't, you, you, why even do that? Why even do that? Like it's, you know, you don't even really need that kind of worry or whatever. And that's where, you know, like the TV thing. A couple of years ago, I had some people out in Maryland, real nice people. But I got to tell you, when we put our heads together and we could come up with better names and skits and shit for their kind of TV, they're supposed to be pitching me to throw my life away with them. That's where I was just kind of like, you know what? I, you know, I, I just, you know, like in my contract, I made it say, Aaron Draplin gets complete creative control just to see what they would say and totally <laughs> piss some guy off there, you know, because, I mean, I knew they weren't going to go with it, you know, just like, you know, like, I, you know, they didn't really know I was going to go with them, but it was just more like there's a neat thing about being able to say, I've got enough to worry about. I've got, a, you know, and that's really where like this book is like allowing me to stop myself and say, like, I mean, I, I've been keeping track and it'll be in the book, but like, since New Year's, I've probably turned down about 25 logo gigs, right? So in my life, that might be 25 times five or seven or 10 grand or a thousand bucks or whatever the hell. It's a lot of money, you know? Um, but I don't 
you know, I, I've kind of done enough. There's something weird about that, you know, and it, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah, it sounds as if you're reaching a stage where you actually just want to like take a deep breath and think, right, I don't need to actually, I don't need to design every logo that's out there. It's just you know? scaring me because that's not the world I get to be a part of. That's not the world I've been able to be a part of. I've been under this sort of thing where you go completely apeshit because that's what you're allowed to do. You know, who who has... Um, the sort of privilege or some shit to be able to say, I'm just not, I'm just going to take this summer off. I mean, seriously, who gets to even think like that? Brendan does. Well, okay, good. <laughs> Must be nice. I run, I run, and, and well, and, and well deserved. I, I run to a lot of people. <laughs> I run to a lot of people who, who you know, kind of challenge me with that shit, and I'll just be like, wait a second, like you know, go, go to where I'm from. And then you won't be talking mm. like that. You won't, you, you know, you, you'll come back with like, well, every time I come back from where I'm from, Michigan, there's a lot of wind in my sails, you know, because I'll see people or relatives or whatever having a hard go. And then for me to come back here and think that I have some sort of almost pompous, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, like sort of, you know. I doubt anybody thinks your thinks of you as pompous. Uh, I, well, well, I know, but I mean, you see what I'm getting at? It's just like it's like it feels very odd to be able to even be in a position to where you could sort of like entertain some idea of like it's still this. It's a sickness, you know. Like I talk to people about it. It's a sickness to where you know I can't stop myself and just kind of go. I'm just not going to take that that work on. I'm just not going to take it on. I'm I'm going to you know be okay with what I have in the bank. But you know, this must be the same as you with art projects, Brent. I only want to do stuff that one I want to I want to do, and you know, are they nice people to work with? And you know, which you don't always you know, you can't always make that judgment when you first first meet them. Or, um, but generally, it's it, it's all really good. And and you know, I think I, I'm like I'm like Aaron. You know, I when I used to get the train every day to Manchester, you'd see everyone else who were and the you know miserable you know in in their jobs a lot you know majority of people are so i and and yeah you know and this week in particular i've been moaning about you know some of the some of the amends i've had to do on on this piece of work but ultimately you 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 take a step back and you go you know what i, I push pixels around for a living it's like a dream job and you know how it and yeah everyone complains about stuff but Ultimately, you know, a very, very, very privileged uh, position, you know, and I, I work from home and yesterday my niece came round and, you know, we, we, uh, made some games and, you know, and even though I had this deadline and you know, luckily the deadline is New York time, so it's not so bad. So, um, you know, and that's, and it, it, I think, you know, from what Aaron was saying about this, there seems to be this, there's a culture of constant, you have to keep improving. You have to be bigger and better. And, you know, saying about, you know, maybe be a massive agency and get bigger jobs. And, and ultimately though, you have to ask yourself why. And, and everyone's really working towards trying to be happy, you know, whether it's money or not. It's, um, and, and I, and I go, you know what? I'm happy. Um, I'm the happiest I've been for a long time. So, and I think, well, why spoil it? Um, it doesn't stop me thinking about the future all the time and, and thinking my work is shit, you know, which <laughs> all the time, uh, and being overwhelmed by a lot of stuff that's out there. But I think you have to just go, you know, take it day by day and try and do the best stuff that you can do. And, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. And I think it's also about, knowing surrounding yourself with with good people you know 
whether it's Jim or Aaron or, you know, we mentioned Hillman um, before we started recording, you know, and, you know, these people have, you know, it's, it's nice to, I, 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 I kind of filter idiots out, so life's too short to hang around with morons. This book, Aaron? Yeah. Is it, are you writing as well as obviously illustrating? I mean, I can, I don't obviously don't need to know the details of the book, but I can imagine that there's a, a huge amount of your design work that's going into this book. Are you doing a lot of writing along with the curating? Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like a weird, it's kind of weird because it's just like, um, you know, I'm still really like, like, okay, tomorrow I get to meet John, who is the guy that kind of gave me my shot. Right, I get to meet him, and this is a guy from Abrams Books in New York. He's coming out here with his son to Portland, so that's the moment where he comes to my shop and gets to like see me, touch me, taste me. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's going to be. I'm Ooh. really excited. Well, because it's like <laughs> I told him, like, what if you don't like me? <laughs> you know, like you know, like I know it's all a joke and shit, but that's where we really get to like kind of kind of check each other out because it's one thing to be on the phone where it's all official. There's contracts, there's things, there's stuff, but I want him to see what a mess it is in here and how it's kind of fun because I think, you know, he'll kind of go, Oh yeah. Uh, no wonder he doesn't know what to do with this thing because I go look at all the wonderful books I've seen. My first reaction when I got the call from these guys was to say, nah, really? Like, is, aren't you supposed to, you're supposed to be at the, uh, sort of the, uh, the end of your career or something or, you know, because that's just not what I've ever really thought of. So then the talk, when they kind of, you know, they, they get you into it, then you kind of go, all right, I'm going to do this. It's going to be cool. But what should it be? You know, and that's where it's kind of like, fuck it. I'm going to show everything. Because if some kid is coming in on it and he wants to see like what I've been able to pull off up until, you know, March of next year, well, then I want him to see the warts and the moles, the process and then have, you know, a couple paragraphs on each page just to kind of talk about it. So the answer is yes, yes, and yes. Um, but is it going to be lofty? Well, I don't really know how to do that. You know, is it going to be kind of like, you know, is it going to be kissing the ass of a lot of my buddies? Well, I don't know. It's more of a cheerleading thing. You know, it's like I'm just excited, still excited to have been able to pull off what I could pull off with my buddies. So is somebody else going to be, I don't know, uh, I wouldn't say curating my editing this thing i mean is somebody yeah. else oh, helping yeah. you put the structure together so that you can just concentrate on either writing or you know finding the stuff yeah i mean you know basically they just saw a big old you know a big old page map a pagination and said cool go for it but then you know i'm challenging every single spread because it's like well, wait a second like I, that's where i want their new york cityness to swoop in and say here's how you're gonna make this thing really good you know, and that really kind of hasn't happened yet. Like, the, uh, it's we're just not there yet. Even though there's shit due, there's things that people are looking at, there's stuff. It's all still in this kind of like, okay, he's gonna do it, fun phase. You know, so I'm really kind of nervous about that. I'm excited for that. I'm open for that because I don't want to make a turd. You know, of course not. But it's more like, um, you know, how many chances in your life do you get to do this? Now, listen, when I get to meet, you know, Chip Kid and stuff, and he says, oh, it's the first book of a bunch. Well, that's because it's Chip Kid talking. You know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a Chip Kid. You know, I know that. You know, whatever. But it's like, this is my one shot. It's, it, it better be good. It's going to have my name on it, and I'm going to show everything I got to pull off up until that son bitch gets printed. You know? Can I give you a little bit of advice on the old, of book course, I'm publishing recording. thing? I'm recording right now. Yeah. 
I've done a couple books now. I did one literally 10 years ago with a big publisher, New Riders, and it was a good book, but I had to sit on everything. When I first saw the drafts of the page designs that they proposed, I literally sat and cried because I thought this is, this is not the kind of thing that I wanted to get across. So I worked with them very closely and I think you need to be on top of things quite early. Yeah. Well, I mean, the like thing is, is um, with with the second book, the one that is is almost five years old now. I literally worked with Nick, the guy who was making up the pages, literally every day for about two weeks, and we went through every single spread, looking at absolutely every facet of the book because. Once you've got this thing, it's going to, you know, you're going to be really proud of it. You're going to get it for the very first time and you're going to open this thing. And it's the, the feeling of, of actually getting your own book. I feel sorry for people that have only ever had PDFs of their books published or EPUBs or something like that. Cause you know, it's not the same on a f- Kindle. Yeah, right, right, right. But when you get your own book in your hand and it's this beautiful thing, you know, make sure that you know about what paper stock they're going to print it on. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. All of this kind of stuff. Because when you actually get the book, you, you're going to live with it. And I, I look at Hardboiled, which is my last book, and, you know, I'm very proud of it. And we did a really good job. We worked really hard. But there's some things in it now that I look back on and think, oh, man, what are you thinking? So it's really worth taking the time. And the other thing I would say... If from a writing perspective, I don't know whether it comes naturally to you, but it doesn't bloody well come naturally to me. I have to completely stop and switch off and not have anything else buzzing around in order to get the words on the paper. Um, And go back to what we started talking about in terms of things just being like a snowstorm. Um, you know, you probably want to schedule some time where all you do is just work on that. Well, yeah, that's what I've been, I mean, that's what I'm racing for all summer long, of course. I mean, that's what, you know, guys like my therapist now, because it's kind of like when I talk to him, I'm like, <laughs> I can't get these motherfuckers off my back. And that means like whatever client I'm working for right now, like, because, you know, I, I work hard. I love the process. I, I just work hard, you know, and people, I think they sense that. And then, you know, we, we can really tinker well i can't put stuff to bed you know and i you know i know that a lot of people are going to listen to this i don't want to piss off any of my clients but i am desperately trying to put shit to bed because well this summer like in about five days here that's when i want to make my book you know that's what i thought we'd be done but we're not done with stuff and that's just called being in business you know and it's just killing me because you know i'm 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 spending time renaming files and shit and Dropbox and stuff and whatever that you do. Just that's what the assistant that you pay fifteen I know, twenty I know, grand is I for. I know, I know, I know. I mean, see, you know, but this is what you run into, and it's like, okay, you know, it's just coming down to this thing where it's like, all right, you know, this is going to get ugly, and I don't want it to be. I want it to be fun as shit because you're right. You know, the moment that you know, like I have toiled. I have toiled over what this thing should look like. And basically, you know, to no big probably surprise, it's just very Swiss, you know? How do you take all the energy of your stupid little life and pound it into these 240 pages? Well, what I don't want it to be is something that looks completely like everything I do. I want it to be more of something very systematic and it'll have, you know, it's 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 flair, but I can't believe how much time I spent in that shit. I spent a ton of time in that shit because, you know, 
yes, I'd love for it to look like an old manual or something, you know, but it, it, it seems like it, it's a little more important than that or something. I don't know if that makes sense, you know. Yeah, I know. It's, it, it's just hard for me to, like, attack it because I don't feel like, you know, I know this is always like, yeah, right, whatever. Why does he keep saying that shit? But it, it's really hard to feel worthy, you know, with this stuff because I don't consider myself, still don't consider myself, you know, some of these turkeys I'm backstage with who talk in a certain way that just is embarrassing, you know, and yet, you know, they're talking about, I, don't, I mean, I'm going back to the hotel and I'm working because I can't put some stupid thing to bed, you know, whatever. And it's like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I still don't consider myself that. So then this idea of putting it into pages, it is terrifying for me. But, you know, no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to stop, you know, f***ing around with the worrying about it and just do it. And it's going to be great. And I'm going to do my very best. And, you know, that thing's got to be delivered like August 31st, hell or high water. It must be it must be a similar kind of pressure than thinking about you know putting on an installation brand or you know ha- having people read your book can't be anything or you know buy your book off a bookshelf. I remember being in a bookstore watching people pick up my book and sort of flicking oh, through it, oh man, and thinking whoa. But that's got nothing in comparison to what it must be like when you know when somebody's standing in a gallery looking at your work. Uh, well, I've actually been the sad person uh, who has sort of hid behind pillars. Uh, and taking pictures of people taking pictures of of my work uh like uh, some of the stuff I had in uh, in moma and and you know it's uh, it's it's real i mean that's that's why i do it that's uh, not to take the pictures but uh, i do it to so people can react to the stuff that i make uh and and i want a reaction that's either good or bad i don't want anything in between really so so yeah but it's it's part of the you know, it, and, then, and then doing the book, I mean, we're talking about books. It, you know, it's funny. You, you kind of forget, um, you know, you, you do these things and you think, yeah, I think, I think it was okay. I don't really know. Um, and then I think it was actually the other week, um, Dan, Dan Mal said, um, we were talking about Hillman, uh, on Twitter, uh, because of the AIGA medal we posthumously got. And, um, Dan Mal said, um, uh, mine and Hillman's book was two of the first books or were the two first industry books he ever bought and he's really grateful, uh, to us. And I was like, really? I was like, you know, I just thought it was a book I did and I don't even know if anyone read it. But, um, you know, so you, so you forget that you put these things out into the world and you, you do your best to, to, to make them and, uh, and you're never happy with them. Um, but yeah, so some people go, yeah, actually, that was okay. And, and then, and, and, you know, Dan, who I respect so much is like, for him to say that was like really nice. And particularly on that day, I think I'd have, you know, bad day, bad day at Black Rock that day. And, uh, so it's, it's like, okay, so maybe things aren't, aren't too bad. But, uh, yeah, so it, it's like that, yeah, with installations, it's just, you know, anyone viewing your work, um, it's, it's all, all the same deal, I think. Well, what I like about this, I mean, this conversation has gone completely off what I thought we were going to talk about today, which is great because, you know, I, I just prefer it. But it's interesting talking about selling stuff rather than, um, you know, actually just sitting there doing the work for clients because, you know, th- th- that's sort of one facet of what we do. But the, the actual of selling physical things, be it a book or, um, you know, I've got some, I've got a couple of your prints on my wall, Brent, mm. and my front, in my front room, I have a couple of the, uh, your cinema redux yeah. posts. And you still haven't bloody done Planet of the no, Apes. I need to do that. You really do need to do that. Not Dawn or, no. or Rise or any of those or Rumpus. Um, 
It's not going to. It's not going to be called Rumpus on the Planet of the Apes, by the way. Right. Okay. <laughs> the next one is going to be called War of the Planet oh, right, of the Apes. Okay. Makes sense. Which is it's not as good as Rumpus no, though. It's not. But you had your shots. It's a bit English. But anyway, no, I've got a couple of your um, mm-hmm. your your prints on my my living room wall, and um, now it's just funny because I went to to Smashing Conference, and I've, we've never met before, Aaron, have no. we? Be- before a couple of weeks ago, and uh, there we are at, at Smashing Conference. I see you arrive with your entourage, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and there's a lot of them. <laughs> I was surprised uh-huh. at how many. It was like Led Zeppelin's tour bus uh-huh. turning up in uh-huh. the middle of Santa Monica. Uh-huh. It was quite something. <laughs> God. You know, you should well, maybe you wasn't. should put this shit into a, into an hour long show for HBO. You really have a talent with the with the comedy. It wasn't. It, wasn't, it was less of Led Zeppelin's tour bus and right more now. like Mr. T's transit van. Let me tell you right now that you know it is so. I when when I show up at that thing, it is so weird because I have to lug all that shit in. I have to lug it all in, and then no, you don't. You had like eight people carrying those boxes. You, you just stood me? there with your okay. gold rings, right. yeah, okay. directing okay. everybody. Okay. Well, you know, and there's I'm learning a weird art to how to <laughs> kind of like <laughs> with people in like a, in a nice way because you know there's just ways of like you're not allowed to set up a merch table. You don't you don't even ask. You just say where do I set my merch table up? And then they say, well, have you? T-? I said, I already, I already signed the form. There's no form to sign. Now, smashing was different because I had to kind of approve it. They were smart people way ahead of time. But some of these things I go to, it's pretty, it's kind of dirty, you know? And then at that smashing thing, I had to sweet talk some of those people that were like bringing out all the food and shit so I could get more table space. Because, you know, people like to get on walkie talkies and ask for things, you know? And you got to play into those hands. So, anyway, I don't even know why I'm saying that shit. But basically, how I do a lot of this stuff is I just. Lie about it. I just lie and say, "Yeah, yeah, I'm already doing it. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go." You know, and then, <laughs> and then you you get a merch table because they you know when I went down to that thing and that you know I think his name was Vitaly, you know, um, yeah. who was a handful within himself. We just saw him in Berlin too, threatening me with all sorts of shit. Uh, you're coming to this. You're coming to that. You know, I, the whole time I was over in Berlin, I was making up words too. You know, Unsterkunkeldunkel, Schitzenplatz, you know, Von Strassen, Von Schitzenschnitzel. I mean, I was just making up words the whole time. It was great. And uh, I don't even know what that means, but, um, you know, you know you're, you're, you're like, you, you get to those events and it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm there to tell my little story. But, you know, I came a long way and I'm going to sell some shit. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I love when people come and say, Really? all this, like they kind of f*** with me about it, you know, and I'll just kind of say, listen, that's the guy that I give something to. I hand him something and say, you take this stupid toothbrush, and I want you to think about that when you need this, because it's actually something that works. You know, there's nothing wrong with like selling your book, you're selling your posters, because when you go see a band and you buy that t-shirt, and yes, they are ripping you off all day long with it, there's just something still kind of cool about it you know it's like it's more like you know it's like what you get from that that little afternoon of going and seeing it you know and i don't know you know from the first time i did one of these things in minnesota i just brought a bunch of my shit because it's always been more fun to kind of give it away than i mean yeah i make a living on it now but it's like it wasn't that's never really where it came from it was just to make stuff for my buddies you know is and that's as honest as i can be about it it was just a way to just sort of like I don't know, kind of mess with the bottom line, which was, yeah, we don't have any money, but, you know, here, take a T-shirt. I, I love that whole merch thing because, 
you know, I, I tend to travel to work, uh, to conferences now. And the only way that I can really afford to justify traveling across the world to speak at a conference is if I can do a workshop on another day, you right, know, and, right, right, and, and, right, and right. sell some seats talking about CSS or design stuff or whatever. That's kind of what I do. Um, and I don't have toothbrushes to sell, but I did think that was like a, that was a stroke of genius. And it just got me thinking about, um, you know, what other stuff some of the other, some of my other favorite speakers might sell. Cause I mean, Cameron Moll was at Smashing Conference. Smart guy. And yeah, smart guy. Really great guy. And obviously has done a lot of his beautiful letterpress posters, uh, in the past. And I'm thinking he could make a killing with those. Yeah. But I never really thought about merch at a conference before I saw you do it. <laughs> oh, good. Well, thanks for your purchases, by the way, while we're here. You know, uh, well, I've got you guys on the line. You know, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, there's just something like, you know, my favorite bands had a record to buy when you went and saw them. And you knew that they trucked it around in their little van and shit. And it's kind of like, you, it's like a mercy thing. You want to get it off their hands or something, you know? There's something kind of like, so you don't want them to have to pack it back up. There's something fun about that to me. And, you know, in the end, it's 10 bucks or 20 bucks or, you know, some of these posters, 30 bucks, whatever. But, you know, they take that thing home and they enjoy it. And, you know, it's just kind of fun to me that, like, you know, usually it's like a client has a carrot and they wave it, you know, a little golden carrot and they wave it in front of me and I go after it and I go after it and I get paid and I get paid and stuff. And it's just kind of like more and more, that's just kind of heartbreaking to me. Not necessarily that the work is bad or whatever, but I can get away with, you know, getting that same little golden carrot in other little ways. And that's where it's been so fun to go share this story with, I mean, really anyone who will listen. And then, you know, yeah, you have to understand like a lot of those kids who, you know, come up to me at those shows, uh, you know, and I, I can't really publicize it, but if I, if I see them digging in their wallet and because there's some, you know, poor college student kind of thing, I'll just kind of give them something. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't really even care. It's, it's never really, I mean, it's nice when I, when I saw a lot of shit, like I did when I was just in Berlin. Oh my God, those guys with all their doinklets and I don't even know what the hell kind of currency it was in Berlin there, but man, it's I, a euro. Yeah, I know. I it's know. a I euro. A big, they have them all over Europe. I, Typical, what an American. Typ- I, I don't know yeah, what sort of well, currency like, this is. Like said, it's a euro. Just, You're in Europe. We're just waiting for the paperwork for Germany too. You know, we're, we're, we're getting them a proper name and the whole bit, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you, know, you, fuck, you go over there and it's like, you know the customs is scary there's something interesting about that you know like it's you know in the end i'm going to bring home a couple grand you know but you know people they like enjoyed the stuff you know and they were like surprised by it like well you know because usually it's in the bookstore and and you know so on and you know sometimes when i have to kind of do that when i go to these conferences it's you take a big hit because you have to pay for someone to have the lights on and all the overhead and they have to make their cut and stuff but there's something cool about just showing up with a big pile of shit taking as much as you can get for it and then one of probably 10 one of eight kids i just give them stuff because i'll just see them digging and i'll just say man just take this it's for you that's why i even came to this damn thing you know so um, brent yeah <laughs> so um, i'm i think it was with mark teeler mm-hmm. who is german so sorry for all of our we've offended turks today germans aren't too happy uh, <laughs> I didn't offend the Turks. I'm just telling you what I was up against, man. This guy was really, he sized me up as a dumbass, you know. Just, that, that, there's no nationality to being stupid. You know, I think your you know, I think your exact words were Turkish son of a bitch. Well, he he just he looked at me and and you know, because you know, Speakerman got me all freaked out because he was like, listen, 
You know, this is the way it works, you know, and all, all across Germany and all this kind of stuff. You know, Speakerman goes crazy. Man, that guy, he puts me, talk about knocking you down a couple pegs, man. I felt, you know, that guy, he made me feel terrible about myself. Man, he just really goes for the throat, old Speakerman. But I checked his pulse and he's still alive. So that's interesting. Um, but, you know, he told me it was, you know, it was, you know, because <laughs> I mean, he just goes right for my throat. But, you know, he kind of told me about, you know, like how things break down in Germany. So it was really fun to go to the, you know, and, and spar with these guys because it was kind of like there's something um, unofficial about it that's really beautiful. You know, even though the guy totally took me for, you know, <laughs> took me for whatever I had, um, there was something kind of, it's the same way when you go with like these good old boys here, you know, who are just totally sizing you up and like, oh, we got another yuppie here, you know, and I like that. I kind of like it, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of raw. Yeah, it pisses me off because I know that they're, but here's the deal. I make good money and they are having to wait for people to die to get their stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of like, I kind I'm kind of okay with paying for it. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, I hope I don't piss anyone off from Turkey. That's for damn sure. You know? <laughs> so I woke up. Okay. I woke up to Aaron's merch table with Mark Teeler, mm. and um, and yeah, we're, we're just having a conversation, and we hadn't been introduced at this stage, Aaron. So you know, we're just kind of rifling through the toothbrushes and this other strange assortment of oddments that were <laughs> that you'd brought with you. Things you need, kind of things you need, branded yeah, up yeah. things you need, definitely. And uh, and I, I don't know. I think I was sort of slightly incredulous about this, and I think I made some comment about having to, uh, you know, I must pick up one of these t-shirts to to send home to Alex. And you came up with this classic line, which I, I love this, Bren. This was, this was the best line. This is like, I've never met Aaron before. This yeah. is the first words that he said to me. And he said, I'm here to make friends, but I'm also here to make money. <laughs> <laughs> Did I do your accent justice yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys are just so regal and beautiful. And, 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 and. Yeah, you know, I, I, my, dad could, my dad could just bullshit with the best of them. You know what I mean? And he could just make people comfortable. And it's like people come up to my table and they're like nervous, you know? And it's like, you know, when I go to these UX things or whatever, like I just kind of coding crowd people. You know what I've always noticed is like coders are really good with each other. They're like – they're, they're like they're like good like on the Twitter like they'll help each other figure things out. I really like appreciate that, but it's like I think there could be a little bit more of like a handshake sensibility to some of that stuff. Like actually just talking about what you do, you know, like um, freaking out about things, uh, 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 freaking out about like some. You know, you guys have books and stuff and, and products and things. Yeah, we have books but, in Europe. But bringing that <laughs> shit, you know. <laughs> but bring you know. Bring in that stuff because like the first time I ever went to one of these things and I listened to I think it was Ellen Lupton she was just busy and she didn't bring her book and I wanted to buy it on the spot and have her sign it you know and and then the next time I went to one of these things it was like Louise Feely had a stack of her books and I jumped in line and I paid the forty bucks had her sign it the whole deal and it was really it was I have it here it was it's still really cool to me and there's just something about like you know like everything is so clerical. You know, definitely these coding things, like people are like, everything is like backed up and like typed out and sterile sometimes, you know, but it's like, I'm seeing that loosen up, you know, with t-shirts and goodies and trinkets and, you know, definitely all you know, the goodie bags, but I don't know. There's just Did something. you ever sell movie pegs? 
movie pegs. What was a movie peg? <laughs> Brendan, Brendan. Sorry. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I know about those things. <laughs> I've used one for a while with my old iPhone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Did you ever sell those at conferences? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, no, no we, we, we launched it at uh, South by Southwest uh, one year. So technically, but well, we gave loads away. Uh, to you know, tell people about it. So, no, we, I still have one. Yeah, and it works. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I still carry one with me. It still works. Yeah, it, it works with my iPad Mini, uh-huh. now, which is quite brilliant. Cool. Yeah, no, I thought it was, I thought it was quite a good thing. But no, it's. It, I sometimes think. Um, but yeah, no, it's a good idea. I mean, I think that publishers definitely, you know, if there's a small publisher or whatever that can have a stand at a talk. So I do sometimes feel slightly awkward about it. I never want to be the guy that's just sat on my own with like some cheese and onion sandwiches um, and nobody else, nobody coming up to the table. <laughs> no, you don't want to be that. So I don't know when I'm next going to see you, Aaron. Brent, I think we're going to be together at Smashing Conf in Barcelona. Yeah. In October, if not before. Are you good? Have you been invited to this one, Aaron? Uh, I think I was. Well, it will be great to see you in Barcelona if you're going to be around. Uh, Brent, I'll see you in October, if not yeah. before. Cool. Um, you're always welcome to come around my house, by the way. Yes. <laughs> if you can bring my lawnmower back this okay, time, that would be great. You've had it six years. <laughs> be good if I had any grass. <laughs> <laughs> so let's wrap this up. People should follow Brendan on Twitter because he's at Brendan Dawes. And they should follow Aaron too because he's at Draplin. Aaron, are you ever going to stop numbering your tweets? No, no, no. Every tweet means something. I'm sick of people wasting bandwidth. Man, you've created a monster. You're now a slave to it. You realize that? Like, okay, right. What aren't we a slave to? I'm a slave to this fucking podcast. <laughs> I, I so. I'm, why do we have to stop, man? It's only noon here. You know, <laughs> well, we can let Brendan go. Okay, if you okay, want to okay, carry okay, on no, talking, no, no, Brendan. No, 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 no. I was just excited to talk to <laughs> Brendan. Thank you for bringing me over there a couple of years ago. Oh, I'm still, I'm st- uh, still a big fan. Oh, you know, likewise. I, I, you know, you know, I got your, you know, I, I miss the logos. I yeah. miss the product. You know, yeah. I miss you. Uh, you know, uh, you know come <laughs> we, over we here need, sometime. Yeah, we know. need to get, to, well, you know what? I need to come over and see Jim. Um, it's been a few years and, you know, and I, I need to do a tour of like, or get, get everyone together and, and have kind of a, a big powwow. It would be brilliant, you know. You know, interestingly enough, though, when I when I mention your name to Jim, he gets a look of disgust on his face. I don't know what that really means. I don't know. It's like almost like you died or something. But yeah, it's okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll get through all that shit. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. No. Listen, it's it's been lovely to talk to you. Uh, people can follow me at Malarkey to ask questions or suggest topics. You can message this show on Twitter at unfinished BZ or BZ, or you can email me. He has at unfinished dot BZ. And I mustn't f- forget to thank Shopify for helping to sponsor this episode of the podcast. Thanks fellas. So now that we're not recording, I want to say what I really want to say. Ready? No, no, no. You, you I'm still two, recording here. You so two. you two. And English blokes can just take your whole Captain Jack. No, I'm just kidding. No, no.